I visited uh, Ennis Hospital not that long ago, and I have to say I was hugely impressed, including by the work carried out by our healthcare professionals in the injury unit and in the medical assessment unit. We are investing at a significant rate in Ennis Hospital, including in emergency, uh, urgent, uh, urgent and emergency care. I provided €2 million Euro in 2022 for the Ennis injury unit, which has just gone from strength to strength. Um, currently, uh, one in three unscheduled care cases receive treatment in the Midwest injury units. Uh, last year, we allocated funding of 1.6 million to extend the opening hours of the medical assessment unit in Ennis. In February of last year, a 999 pathway was introduced for the medical assessment unit, and this allows for the transfer of patients who meet the clinical criteria for treatment in Ennis. In June of last year, we launched P Pathfinder, which I know is very important and welcomed by your constituents. Uh, it was extended to Clare, um, and, and essentially what it does is it, it helps NAS support older people uh, living at home. And all of these have been put in place, Deputy, to alleviate the pressures um, on uh, people in Clare looking for urgent care and, and uh, <coughs> by association then, uh, the pressures, the very significant pressures we're all aware of uh, in Limerick University Hospital as well. Um, and Deputy, I'm uh, very aware of the calls for uh, a full emergency department to be opened in uh, Ennis. Uh, to that end, I spoke directly with the Chief Clinical Officer. Uh, we'll both be aware that the very clear clinical advice over many years has been that it would not be safe to open an emergency department uh, in Ennis, that the thing to do is to invest in the injury unit, invest in the medical assessment unit. And in my response, uh, I can give you some of the response I got back recently from the Chief Clinical Officer on the issue you're raising. Um, and I know that I've had a recent response from uh, the HSE in, uh, the, in relation to the expansion of the injury unit and um, it, it seems that that's not possible uh, any, any further than it has been expanded so far. Uh, look, this morning there were 121 people on trolleys in UHL during morning rounds this morning, 50 patients higher than the next uh, overcrowded hospital in the state and look, <clears throat> there is consensus that the reconfiguration failed and yet, as far as I can see, no significant action has been taken about Ennis Emergency Department. Uh, and look, you've mentioned the investment um, that you have uh, given Ennis Emergency Department, or Ennis at, at this point in time, but look, the decision to close Ennis at the time was a political one. Um, it was based on the Hanley Report, which, which actually recommended updating facilities, but instead Mary Harney closed it. Um, it's a matter of urgency that the NS emergency department is reinstated and I, I know what you've said about clinical advice but what about the golden error which we know from trauma studies is essential to limit morbidity and mortality you know we can't have people coming from Carragher Hold they're not going to make it within that error to, to UHL. Thanks very much deputy I, I, for me there, there, are, there, there are two two really important issues you just raised one is the unacceptable level of pressure for patients and for our healthcare workers in University Hospital Limerick. Um, it's not acceptable. On any given day now, UHL can make up one in five or even one in four patients on trolleys in the entire country. Uh, the good news at a national level is the number of trolleys uh, fell very significantly last year, particularly in the second half of last year, 
and the pressures are now in a, in a smaller number of hospitals, Limerick being regularly one or two. Uh, a huge amount of resource has been allocated there. I'm working very closely with the HSC and with um, my department to, to help drive the reforms that are needed uh, in UHL. Uh, and I'll come back then, if I may, Deputy, in my next response on the response I got from the Chief Clinical Officer in terms of the emergency department, because my view on this is uh, political decisions are around funding, but in terms of urgent and emergency care, we have to be led by the, cl the clinical view as to what is in the best interests of the patients, and I'll revert uh, with that. I know that you've mentioned increased investment in UHL, but <clears throat> as it currently stands, we still need the revenue to provide the first 96-bed block and the capital and revenue for the second 96-bed block to be progressed as a matter of urgency. Um, you could be building capacity at NS, and instead, you know, for example, the surgical hub is at, at an old school in Limerick City. The HSC has told me in PQ replies recently that there's no intention to expand stroke, cancer care, or coronary care in NS. Why not? Ennis is a fantastic facility and we should be expanding capacity there, Minister. We should also be expanding the services that are already on site. The House passed a motion last year to have 24-hour MAUs and injury units. The CEO of the HSE told me before Christmas that this isn't currently possible because of recruitment and retention issues, and I accept that. But what I don't accept, Minister, is why we can't roll out 24-hour services in MAUs and injury units in Ennis, Nina and St. John's in the short term until the Minister for health of the day, sees the writing on the wall and reinstates NSA&E. We are Thank the you. only CHO served by one model hospital for, that's a teaching you, hospital, Deputy. that's not backed up Car by a model Car three minister. We could UHL in half, Thank you for allowing me. And Minister, I also want to speak on this um, PQ, if that's possible. So there was a shameful political decision taken here in 2009 to downgrade Ennis, Nina and St John's hospitals, leading to a centre of excellence in UHL, which never, ever, ever materialised. It was a failure in 2009 and has become a woeful failure for the people of the Midwest every year since. It didn't happen in your watch, and I commend you. You've taken a lot of action in your tenure to address this, and you've, you've beefed up capacity in the Midwest. But I do think we need to fundamentally look at the issue that you cannot funnel so many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people through one accident emergency department. The Midwest had five accident emergency departments in the 1980s with around half of the population. It's now all going through one 24-hour facility at UHL. And addressing the UHL problem, which, which gets spotlighted every day of the week, has to happen not just in UHL, but also in the satellite, other hospitals of the region. And I'm also supporting the call for Ennis to be upgraded again to have 24 a &E. And if there are safety issues, Minister, and I'm sure there are clinical reports, and you've, you've made me aware of those, what are those safety issues and what can be addressed? We don't expect short-term outcomes, Thank but you. we would love you as Minister in the medium to long term to Thank say, you, let's do this Thank and you, let's pay, pave a pathway that would see it reopening Our again. Thank you. Minister to um, thanks uh, to both deputies for this, and I, I, I fully appreciate where they're coming from in the context of the people they represent being genuinely worried about going to the emergency department in Limerick. I, 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 I get it. And so we have to do two things. We have to continue to invest in Ennis Hospital, and we have been investing year on year. Uh, we have expanded opening hours. We have expanded our urgent care capacity. We have expanded our medical assessment unit capacity. We'll continue to invest. Um, and at the same time, we must uh, fix the emergency care situation in uh, UHL. It, it is not a capacity issue. 
Uh, we were asked to, in, to invest additional capacity. We have, there's 192 beds being built on site. We've already added a lot of beds. Believe it or not, we've increased the staff in UHL by 1,000 in the lifetime of this government. Uh, there's been vast uh, um, investment, but unfortunately that investment has not been mirrored with the requisite reforms in terms of weekend discharge, uh, rostering of senior decision makers, not on call, rostered in the evenings, um, uh, at the weekends, the kind of cooperation you, we need between community care and acute care that we're seeing in other parts of the country. So we will, and uh, apologies, I'll finish on this, apologies, Laskian Gorla. Uh, I can assure deputies we, will, we, are, we are building those 192 beds. Those beds will be staffed. We're going to continue with very significant investment, including the surgical hubs, uh, including uh, uh, um, uh, more capacity uh, to get this situation resolved. And, sir, and, and I beg your pardon. I have the letter, and I didn't read it out. Apologies, deputies. Uh, from the Chief Clinical Officer, I'll arrange for my department for the letter to be shared with you.